Hey guys, what is up? You are watching the Villains Only Podcast. I'm your host, Kalen, and I'll be discussing today the top three reasons why traveling increases your value as a man. Intro time. Let's get it. Lay it on me. I'm so excited to finally be releasing the pilot episode. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming. A lot of you have been reaching out to me about the process. And, you know, it feels great to finally be here and present to you uh, my work, finally. So... So for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Kalen. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My uh, username is blackchet0. That's all one word, uh, no spaces or anything like that. Uh, this podcast will also be available on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, just to go a little bit uh, into my background, uh, man, where do I even start? I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy. I like spicy food, as you can tell. I don't really like sleeves on my t-shirt. Not a fan of sleeves. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty big into anime, a lot of old school and new school anime. Uh, I do like to game from time to time, so a lot of old school video games, but uh, I haven't really done any uh, new school video games, but if you guys have any recommendations, I do like uh, uh, RPGs and like story-based games, kind of like Zelda-type uh, games. And uh, I'm pretty big into working out. I typically try to work anywhere from uh, three to five times per week. Uh, five times if I'm lucky, you know, just because uh, I have a pretty hectic schedule. Um, I'm pretty big into art, as you guys can tell. Uh, the studio is pretty much my bedroom. Um, and I, I spent uh, about one to two grand on just... Uh, trying to convert everything in my room into a studio got you know the sound panels camera lighting uh, microphone audio interface things like that and yeah i'm really excited to be here and uh, share with you guys some sauce on some things i've learned in my travels uh, and uh, speaking on that uh, i'm originally from va um, born and raised i uh, have lived in 14 different states. I've traveled to 38 different states and uh, three different countries. 
And right now I've been in Colorado for about, eh, I'd say five to six years. And, uh, you know, I'm planning on probably leaving because, you know, I'm not really uh, a big fan of the cold weather and a lot, <laughs> I get a lot of heat for that. Like people are like, why are you uh, moving to Colorado if you hate uh, cold weather? But, uh, you know, I mean, hey, it's a pretty nice state. I, I can't complain. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, whole goal of this podcast, it's a self-motivation, uh, self that self-help and motivation podcast. Uh, I noticed, um, in my experience, I've never really been exposed to the, uh, quote unquote RP community until recently. And it kind of made me think, you know, this information isn't really out there. So I wanted to, uh, be able to uh, have uh, my own personal experiences out there as well because this information is uh, pretty scarce and you know in uh, today's uh, climate when it comes to talking about certain um, topics that can be you know considered controversial a lot of people are going to hit you with the how dare you and you know you can't really say certain things so um you know I'm going to be a little unapologetic at times and you know That's part of the point, because uh, on this podcast, we understand that there are some things that you just can't help and you have to improve yourself as a person in order to uh, become a better person. Um, But yeah, anyway, today I am going to talk about the top three reasons why travel increases your value. So we're going to go ahead and transition over. All right. So, uh. Point number one, I'm going to count, actually, I'm going to count down from uh, three. So the top three reasons, uh, reason number three. So, a man who is well-traveled has many stories to tell. And, uh, you know, I've lived in, you know, as I've said, over 14 different states. So I can say I have a lot of different experiences from uh, traveling all across the U.S. And, I think what I found in my journeys is that, uh, you know, the U.S. is kind of like a lot like uh, Europe in the sense of that, uh, um, you know, we're one uh, large mass of land, but uh, when it comes to different states, uh, there's also different cultures. So it's almost like being, uh, in the sense, kind of like being in Europe and that each state is like a different country because... I can say that when I lived in Las Vegas, it was completely different from living in a place like uh, Mackinac Island, Michigan. And so just uh, going off of that, I just want to uh, shout out my friend real quick, uh, Estera, Manya, and Zuza. They are traveling uh, over to Las Vegas, and um, they're uh, some good friends that I met. They're from Poland, so uh, I want to go ahead and uh, shout them out real quick. All right, I hope you guys are doing good. I, I saw that you guys were in Hawaii, California, and now you guys are vacation in Vegas. It's one of my favorite places I ever lived in my entire life, and I really hope that you guys enjoy the experience out there. Get Roberto's. I'm telling you, it's good. But uh, yeah, anyways, just uh, going off of that story, yeah. uh, When I say that someone who's well-traveled has many stories to tell, uh, one example I can give uh, is in the scenario living in Las Vegas. Um, 
you know, it's a pretty big tourist attraction. So anytime I uh, have friends or coworkers that want to travel to Vegas, um, one way I increase my value is uh, by giving value back to someone. Um, so, and life is all about uh, an exchange of value and it's about people. So when I'm able to give value uh, to someone, um, I receive value back uh, in a sense through uh, like social proof. So, uh, you know, I always tell people all the time, you go to Vegas, uh, go to Fremont Street. It's like the Strip, but, you know, a little bit more for the locals. If you want really good food, I tell people all the time, you got to get Roberto's Taco Shop, get the carne asada fries loaded up with the pickled carrots, green and red salsa. Literally, every time I get it, I'm sitting here sweating bullets talking about some Breathing super heavy, like. And I tell people all the time, if I was on death row, that would be my final meal. No questions asked. Give me six trays of carne asada fries. I can die in peace no matter what I did. And it's just funny because, uh, you know, I never would have experienced that if I didn't uh, open myself to uh, to being able to travel. Um, so that's just one of the many stories that I have, you know, I've also lived in, uh, the middle of Indiana. I worked at the Lincoln boyhood memorial was, uh, which was where Abraham Lincoln, uh, grew up as a child and working there, you know, everything was kind of set in that, uh, 18th century, uh, type of vibe. So, you know, everyone had the, uh, not sure uh, what you call like the bonnet or whatever, you know, the women were churning butter, there was horse drawn plows, I got to experience uh, riding on the back of one of them. And uh, the, the, the funny thing about that was uh, the town was uh, wasn't very diverse. And you know, of course, being in uh, the 18th century type of mindset, and you're wearing the type of clothes that they wear back then, and me being being a minority, I'm over here sitting like uh, just kind of got 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 a lot of the uh, red alerts like, and uh, you know the town itself wasn't very diverse, so uh, I got a lot of looks from white people, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm wondering if in their mind they're thinking. But anyways, no, the people were really cool with me. Um, you know, I've been to so many different places. I've been to Bemidji, Minnesota. That I got to go to Mall of America. So it's just so many things I can talk about of all the places I travel to. Um, where else have I been, man? Like uh, uh, Outer Banks, North Carolina. Been to Death Valley, California. Now that place was a uh, pretty crazy because uh, the type of people I worked with uh, kind of gave me a lot of red flags, like, and uh, uh, the place was a little sketchy. I'm not gonna lie, and you know the weather was so unbelievably hot. I'm talking at nighttime; it would be around like in the 80s and the 90s, and and I'm over here sweating bullets talking about some. <laughs> but um yeah i just been to so many different places and i've been so appreciative of all the places i've been to 
Um, and, you know, I still plan to travel, you know, uh, having released this podcast, it kind of slows things, slows things down a little bit, but, you know, I don't really mind. I've done enough traveling. I, I can now take the knowledge that I've learned and apply it to this podcast. And then, you know, eventually I'll start traveling again, but right now I'm kind of taking a little bit of a hiatus. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely, um, a pretty good reason to travel is that you just have so many stories to tell and like what I've told you guys so far on the podcast doesn't even scratch the surface of uh, things I've just experienced. So uh, anyways, we're going to go to point number two. So the second reason why travel increases your value as a man is it gives you the appearance of being open-minded, receptive of new experiences, and accepting of different cultures. And what I mean by this is, matter of fact, I want to shout out my my good friend, uh, my brother from Turkey, O's. Let me go ahead and uh, <laughs> give you a quick shout out. Yeah, so he's a good friend that I met in Turkey. And one of the stories I can uh, get into is uh, I used to work at the YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park, Colorado. And uh, they do kind of like these, uh, how do I say, work agreements um, with international workers so they can come over to the U.S. Uh, on a work visa, uh, work over here in the U.S. for a, uh, for a couple months or, you know, even more and then eventually go back home. And uh, the work agreements, like those work contracts that they have at, had at the time, I believe was with about 12 to 15 different countries. So I'm telling you, I've met people from, from Turkey, people from Russia, countries I've never even heard of, Moldova, um, where else, uh, Senegal, um, uh, Jordan, I've met people literally from all over, Thailand, Taiwan, China, Japan, um, Ecuador, Peru, Colombia, uh, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and uh, Poland as well. And it's, it's just so, uh, it's just so enlightening uh, uh, just how many people that you meet from all over the world that uh, want to come to America to you know, ultimately experience the, uh, the culture here. And, you know, they realize that, uh, America is a pretty cool place. Like people are pretty open. Um, and you know, not one state is, uh, too similar to another. So, you know, California is obviously going to be different from Wisconsin. And, um, it, it was such a cool experience because, uh, at the job that I was working at the time, um, they, uh, they'll do these international dinners. So you're able to, uh, experience different, um, cultures, uh, you know, try different food. Um, they'll, uh, have graphics, uh, kind of like the, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like, uh, back in high school when you had to do the, uh, the poster presentation. So they'll, they'll have like the, uh, the little poster or, or whiteboard that describes their country, the culture. And, you know, sometimes they'll be wearing, uh, the outfit that uh, is synonymous with uh, the culture back home. And it's just such a cool experience because, you know, you sitting here, you're having dinner with all your international friends and you're looking at your plate and there's just different foods from, like you're literally eating foods from different countries all over the world. And, and you just sit there and look and you're like, 
wow, I never would have had this experience if I just decided to, you know, stay in my hometown and never try to experience, you know, things outside of myself. Um, and so that's important as well because it gives you that experience of being open-minded. If you're someone who's open-minded, you're uh, in the eyes of your peers, in the eyes of uh, women, you are someone who um, is, like I said, open-minded. You're not afraid to take risk. Uh, you're confident in your choices. And these are all key factors that increase your value as a man because, you know, we got to be honest. There's not a lot of people that are willing to leave their hometown to go um, even a state over, you know, uh, much less uh, across the entire U.S. And I've done that uh, several times, like being from Virginia, going to Colorado, going to Texas, going to California, going to Michigan, going to uh, Las Vegas, going to uh, Oregon. Um, so it just gives you that, it gives other people that perception that, um, you know, you're willing to leave things at the drop of a dime. You're spontaneous. And, you know, that's that's definitely a quality trait that a lot of women like, especially if you're, you know, looking to increase your value as a man to, you know, attract women. Um, a lot of women do like that, being able to be spontaneous and, you know, fun and exciting um, and being receptive of new experiences. One, one example I can give is that, uh, like I said, you know, I'm a fan of hot weather. Uh, and I moved to Colorado and a lot of people are like, but you know, when I first came out to Colorado, the weather was cold, but I was able to manage. And then actually just last year, I learned how to snowboard and I'm not going to lie. When I first started the sport, I, I taught myself and, um, I wanted to be able to learn, uh, by myself because eh, that's kind of the way I roll. Um, so I remember when I first started uh, learning how to snowboard and I tried my first blue trail um, and I was carrying some snacks with me uh, while I was trying to ride thinking I'd be okay and uh, I remember uh, going halfway down one of the blue trails and uh, I caught one of my back edges and all of a sudden you get <laughs> the, the guests can hear me they can just see me rolling down the hill and I'm sitting there yelling talking about some. And just all my snacks like flying in the air. It was a funny experience. And then the thing I like about snowboarding is that when you wipe out, uh, eh, it doesn't hurt too bad. The snow kind of cushions your fall. But hey, I never would have learned how to snowboard if I never uh, stepped out of my comfort zone, went to a place where I wasn't going to be comfortable and, you know, gave it a try. So uh, that's just, you know, another one of my stories where I can explain to you guys why, you know, traveling opens uh, just it just opens the door to so many new experiences, whether it's snowboarding, whether it's going to a place you've never been to, whether it's trying food uh, from a different culture. Um, and, you know, I, I still want to do that. I'm, I'm definitely a person who uh, likes to try new things. Uh, and, uh, yeah, anyways, going off of that, we can now get into the number one reason why travel increases your value as a man. So, number one reason, you are presented with opportunities you aren't normally given. So, I kind of want to go back into a uh, dream world, so to speak, a little flashback. So, 
So around 2014 uh, was where I really uh, had the start of my travel experience. I remember I was uh, living with a friend and uh, I was working at Target. The Target was kind of next to the apartment complex, so I was able to uh, longboard. That was kind of my sport at the time, so that, you can kind of see how the transition from longboard uh, to snowboard went. Uh, for me, but uh, anyways, I was working at Target, and I was kind of doing the early morning shift, uh, stocking the back room, and uh, I would longboard to work every day, you know, same old thing, I was kind of, and I was also taking classes at the community college that was, uh, you know, a few a few blocks down, and it, it, I reached a point where I kind of got tired of just this repetitive, endless cycle you know, yeah, I was doing the community college, but I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, my bosses were giving me shit, and, you know, I was just kind of sick of them. Like, they, I was trying to go to school full-time, and, you know, they weren't willing to uh, compromise with my schedule. Um, so I, I was just kind of like, eh, you know, this isn't really for me. So I remember one day I was on my computer, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go on Google. I'm going to type in jobs, room and board, something along those lines, jobs where I can travel, room and board, yada, yada, yada. And then eventually I came across uh, this organization called AmeriCorps. And I can definitely do a whole entire episode about this. If you are between the ages of 18 to 24, you're just getting out of high school, you aren't really sure what you want to do, maybe you're taking a gap year, I highly recommend that you do AmeriCorps because I'm telling you, you're just going to be getting constant gems from this program. And um, just to go off of that, uh, it is a... Uh, it's like a government program. Uh, people like to call it the Domestic Peace Corps. Um, it's about 10 months long. You uh, live with a team of up to 8 to 10 members, including a team leader. You travel all across the U.S. in a 16-passenger vehicle. Um, all your expenses are paid for. You got a living stipend. You got uh, your groceries are all covered. Your travel's all covered. And basically, you just travel across the U.S. doing different types of service projects. Now, there's two different types of branches in AmeriCorps. So there's uh, there's uh, FEMA Corps um, and NCCC, which are kind of like the main ones. NCCC is more if you like, you know, the manual labor aspect uh, type of volunteer work. And then uh, FEMA deals more with like natural disaster, hazard mitigation, working on computers, uh, going into government facilities, things like that. And um, one, the, the beautiful thing about this program is that uh, you live with people from, you know, all different walks of life. Uh, you work with so many different, uh, depending which uh, branch of AmeriCorps you do. Uh, you have the opportunity to work with so many different nonprofit organizations or uh, government organizations. And also, uh, at the end of the program, if you complete the term, the whole 10 months, they give you uh, the an education award, which I believe is the Pell Grant. Um, and you can earn that award uh, up to two times. So if you enroll in the program uh, twice, if you give them 20 months of your life, um, you will get that uh, education award twice, which at the time for me, I think it constantly increases. So 
at the time it was about 6,500 uh, for me. So uh, now I got 13K and I'm using that money currently to uh, finish my uh, personal trainer uh, certification so that I can become a personal trainer because, you know, that's what I want to do. I'm really into fitness. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's completely covered now just because I gave them 20 months of my life and it was something that wasn't really even that hard. And you do so many diverse types of work. So, uh, when I did NCCC, I worked with, uh, Habitat for Humanity, uh, Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. As you guys can see, I am a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So I had the opportunity to live in Pittsburgh for about, uh, two months. So I was able to go to the Steelers stadium when it was still Heinz field. I was able to ride the Duquesne incline. Um, what else? I was able to get Permani brothers. I know that's something that a lot of people from Pittsburgh talk about. And you know, it was such an amazing experience. Honestly, if I could have my way, maybe I would move to Pittsburgh. Like it, it was a pretty great city. Uh, I've always been able to get something great from every place I've been to, but, um, yeah, I was just presented with so many opportunities that, uh, you normally don't find on a job board or in the newspaper. So I've done so many different types of work from, uh, home construction. So I'm a real big fan of when I was doing real rebuilding together, Pittsburgh, I was a huge fan of, uh, drywall. I was a huge fan of flooring, roofing. Wasn't a big fan of mudding, but, you know, I enjoyed the process anyway, because if you're kind of a perfectionist like me, it takes time to, you know, get the mud and all those, like, little line marks off, um, painting, taping, things like that. Uh, so I've done a lot of home construction. Um, I've worked in museums before. Uh, one in particular, the Headwaters Science Center in uh, Bemidji, Minnesota. So I was able to uh, work with kids and things like that and, you know, present to them uh, animals. Like we had uh, ball pythons, tarantulas, uh, albino bunnies, uh, just so many different animals, different science projects. And, you know, you're showing the kids all the different types of projects. Uh, what else? I worked in community gardens, so, you know, doing some outside gardening, and then uh, there we had a community shelf. We were able to give uh, the food out for, I believe it was either free or, you know, a very, very low pr uh, price to the community, so fresh produce. That was something that was also uh, really, really cool, and, you know, throughout that AmeriCorps experience, I was able to uh, meet a lot of uh, significant figures uh, uh, in the U.S. and uh, just in general. Uh, I was able to meet the mayor of Seabright, go into her house, which I got to say, was just, it was just, it was nuts. I'm talking this, it must have been like four stories. She had a, like a river in her backyard. I got in a canoe for the very first time in my life, immediately tipped over um, for AmeriCorps. Uh, I believe it was the 20th uh, anniversary I got to meet President Obama and President Clinton at the same time get to shake both of their hands. Um, so that was a really cool experience. I got the pictures with me still to this day. Um, I was able to go to like government facilities like Mount Weather. Uh, I've seen underground uh, fallout shelters in Indiana. Like you just see so much of the world. I was able to go to the Mall of America. Like, dude, like I'm not even scratching the surface of what I've seen. So it's just such a cool opportunity to be able to see places you would n never see or even think about in a million years. Um, so definitely uh, you're presented with a lot of opportunities that you aren't normally given. And 
those are my top three reasons of why travel increases your value as a man. And, you know, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a bonus round. So let me go ahead and transition over. So real quick, I kind of want to talk about the pros and cons to traveling because, uh, you know, with a lot of things in life, there's going to be pros and cons um, to everything. So uh, one of the pros I would say is that, um, well, actually, I'll do pros and cons when it comes to relationships. That'll, that'll, that'll kind of condense everything, make it a little bit easier. I would say one of the pros is you... Uh, have a diverse market of, of meeting different people. So in the sense, when you work these different types of jobs where you meet different people from all types of uh, backgrounds, all walks of life, um, it's very diverse. So like I said, when I was working at the Y, um, you know, you're all living on the same property. So you're able to, if you, I mean, hey, if you like foreign women, man, this might be the job for you. I've met uh, women from Thailand, from China, from, from Spain. And man, I got to say women from Spain, whoo, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I mean, like that, that's kind of my weakness right there. And, uh, yeah, so you just, uh, you, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of the women, I'm not going to lie. They want to meet an American man. So you kind of have the leverage in this sense where, um, they're looking to have the American experience. You're already an American. Um, and you can give that to them, you know. So uh, that that's definitely a pro is that you kind of have, you know, a wide uh, choice, so to speak, of, uh, you know, dating options. Um, what was another pro? I'm trying to think, trying to think. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, traveling gives you that wisdom where uh, you're able to... Um, to give knowledge back, give value back. And, you know, it, it, when you have such a diverse uh, range of people to meet, it gives you an opportunity to learn about them as well. So, hey, if you're trying to learn about uh, another uh, language, um, one, of the, one of the best ways to learn another language is to uh, talk to someone who does speak the language. And what I mean by that is uh, the jobs that I've worked, you know, uh, they'll be wanting to learn English. They'll be wanting to learn, let's say, Spanish. So then you'll have these conversations. And a lot of times uh, when I've talked to people, they uh, we've used apps like Duolingo. Google Translate's pretty good. Uh, I still use uh, Google Translate even to this day. And uh, it's been pretty effective. Um, and then what else? Let's see. Um we can kind of go into cons a little bit. Uh, I would say one of the cons of traveling is that uh, when it comes to relationships is that uh, it can get pretty lonely. So uh, you can be away from family, from friends. And then I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If you don't have game, uh, dating can be pretty lonely because um, there's there's other certain ways you can travel too. There's other jobs, uh, job websites like CoolWorks, backdoor jobs where you can work resort jobs, and then you're able to uh, live and work on these resorts. And you know a lot of these places are small communities, so um, they can be towns of up to you know maybe only two to three thousand people. And you know if you don't really have game, uh, you're just gonna sit out there and you're gonna be looking kind of stupid. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the women are going to be linked up with other guys and you're going to be the only person that's alone. And, uh, you know, a lot of the resort jobs, they, they work, uh, in, they peak at certain seasons. And when the seasons slow down, 
you know, there's hardly any people in the town. And, and hey, if you're someone who wants a relationship and you're not booed up, then it can it can be pretty lonely. And then also, I would say one more con would be uh, word of mouth can spread pretty fast. So uh, if uh, you are one of those people that uh, kind of like your privacy, you know, this might not be the opportunity for you because, you know, in the town of 3000 people or if you live and work at a resort where there's probably like 500 workers and you're all in, in like a in the dining hall, like the mess hall, or if you're all in the employee lounge, so to speak, you know, where it can get around pretty fast. I, uh, for example, I remember one guy, uh, and you know, rightfully so, uh, he got fired, but, uh, for being a creep, but, uh, you know, he was one of those guys who, you know, thought that, you know, making a lot of sexual remarks would be suave or whatever. And so, uh, one girl had complained about it. Um, and then, you know, two girls that never even met each other uh, they can say oh yeah i know that guy i've i've seen him before too and then boom you you put two and two together and they're like oh wait girl he said that to you too she oh yeah he said that to me too and then um then word eventually spreads and then you know a lot of these resort jobs they don't want the bad pr so they don't want to do the investigation they don't want to have to look through security footage have to interview witnesses so then hey a lot of the times i'm not gonna lie they're just gonna fire you right off the spot because it's just so much easier to to just fire you than have to deal with all the bad pr that comes with you know all these dudes being creeps or whatever the case may be um, so, uh, and then, and also to piggyback off of that, if you, uh, get into a relationship with someone, um, it can be kind of hard, uh, because, you know, if you guys have some bad blood or have a, a bad fallout, you know, that can spread as well. And then, uh, people can, you know, say things like, oh yeah, she, uh, uh, she she's she's a hoe she was uh she she belongs to the street she was uh doing some uh quote-unquote hoish tendencies and then at that moment a lot of people are gonna sit there singing and you know in a, in a small town you know reputation your reputation can get soiled um so if you kind of like your privacy, uh, I mean, it, it's still possible to make it out here, but, you know, it, it could be a little difficult um, if you like your privacy. And then I'd probably say the last con would be, uh, you know, if you do get into a relationship with, like, say, for example, an international worker or someone who, um, like, you work at the same resort, but you both live in different states, it can be difficult at the end of the contract because sometimes these, uh, these jobs, they... Uh, they have like these uh, work contracts where uh, you can work two months, four months, six months. Uh, when I worked at the Y, uh, you couldn't work longer than eight months because once you work longer than eight months, uh, you start getting full-time benefits. So they want you to take four months off. So then at some point, uh, your contract has to end. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I've done long-distance relationships before. Um, it is not easy. Um, on a probability scale, I, I'm going to say like eight to 8.5 times out of 10 it doesn't really work and uh, I mean even more so profound if it's someone who lives in an entirely different country from you granted if they live maybe in South America you know flights aren't super expensive but you know say hypothetically they live all the way in uh, 
Cambodia. I, I, I mean, the, the flights are going to be expensive, especially round trip. So uh, is it possible? Yeah, absolutely. Is it probable? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's, it, it, it's a toss up. It's going to be re- uh, very difficult. Uh, have I seen it work? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen uh, I've seen international workers that eventually stay uh, do the process to stay in, in the U.S. And then um, I've seen uh, U.S. workers go all the way to another country just to be with that person. So, yeah, it's possible. But, you know, is it probable? Eh, not, not too much. But, hey, anything's possible. So that's just something uh, to consider uh, if you were to get in that type of relationship. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I gave you guys the top three reasons of why travel increases your value. I gave you some pros and cons. Uh, And like I said, go ahead and uh, give this uh, video a like if you guys appreciate the sauce that I'm dropping and, you know, uh, all these different gems that I'm dropping. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys next time. Uh, Just a few quick announcements. Uh, I'll probably do an episode a week. and you know eventually get things on spotify apple um twitch um and other major platforms but yeah guys until next time i'll see you guys later Later, later, later.